to bring in our guest here is going to help us take a look at the number and uh, this reaction to Larry Shover, the Chief Investment Officer of D. Alexander Capital, joins us. Larry, yes. uh, good morning. Thanks for sharing Thank a Friday you. with us. It looks like uh, in terms of the non-farm payrolls, a little bit higher than expected. Uh, a slight revision lower for last month's number. Hmm. Uh, I'm seeing uh, uh, actually it looks like last month's is at 315. But talk to us about what you're seeing, your initial reaction to average hourly earnings at 0.3%. That was in line with expectations. And it looks like participation uh, came in here at 62.3. That fell a bit from 62.4. Yeah, well, it seems like good news is bad again, at least right now. I mean, the Fed is acutely focused on the participation rate and, of course, unemployment figures, uh, given what happened last month. We had a healthy increase in the unemployment rate due to sideline workers getting back into the job force. And that's what they're trying to accomplish. And it seems like this number is not necessarily doing that. And that's why we're seeing the initial knee-jerk reaction of a risk-off mode in the, in the you know, domestic equities. So, uh, Larry, actually, uh, good eye here because I didn't see that. The unemployment rate actually did dip 3.5% from 37 and. Uh, that's what they were looking for. So a significant decline there. That is going to be a topic of conversation throughout the day, I guess. Yeah, I think it will, because like last month, people were scratching their head because the rate went up, but the participation rate went up. And that was what was so important. Yeah, you know, they both down. Yeah, and so right now, like uh, investors are thinking of that whole de wealth effect. I mean, good grief, the S and P 500 is down about 25 percent on the year, um, and what we're seeing, like uh, the housing prices, or at least the data, going lower, and and the Fed's not pivoting. So it, it seems like the Fed is dead set, centered on continuing to raise rates, and this is just going to cement that. And I think that's what we're seeing, at least a knee jerk reaction. Yeah, I want to just pull up a chart here real quick and have a look at the uh, one minute time frame and uh, the reaction to speaking of because you can see the ES sold off again down to 3710. That was the overnight session low that we posted in reaction to the number. And Larry, as you were uh, commenting on that, I actually looked at uh, our neighbors to the north, uh, uh, Canada actually had a similar situation. Their unemployment came in a bit below uh, prior levels and also their participation rate fell a little bit. Talk to us about uh, what does this mean ultimately uh, when we're talking about uh, market reaction to here across the board? Because I'm seeing the dollars ginching up a bit. Uh, it got up to seven, well, 112.48. And again, here's the number coming in higher than expected, 263,000. Participation rate, as Larry pointed out, dipped down to 62.3, slightly lower. You can see average hourly earnings on a year-over-year -year, uh, inched down a bit to 5.0 from 5.2. And then, again, as I look at the month-over-month -month number at 0.3% for the uh, average hourly earnings. Again, that was in line with expectations. But uh, again, employment at 3.5 versus 3.7 expected. Larry, what does this mean for the Treasuries here right now? Because this is actually our chart of the day. We're going to be looking at the 10-year and the trajectory we've seen to the downside. Uh, it's going to be tough for them to rally uh, when you continue to see strong numbers like this in a Fed uh, hawkish tone uh, along lines of what we heard this week. Yeah, I think uh, what we're going to see is more of the same. I mean, there's, the, the Fed has unfinished business. And if you, we all recall that this past week, there was a glimmer of hope with the RBA, Royal Bank of Australia, yeah. uh, becoming a little, a little bit aggressive. more. 
Yeah, and, and people construe that as being dovish, and the market continues to price in some policy easing for 2023. And so, you know, the the, the next the, the big trade, the next big trade is is the pivot. When will the Fed pivot? And that will cause like the yield curve to steepen. We're seeing continued flattening, and so the theme is going to be the same. We're going to have a persistent strong dollar. We're going to see uh, flattening of the yield curve, and we're going to you know. Duration, long end rates, 10 years, hard to say. Although at this point, I think, you know, the race to 4% is, is up and running. I wouldn't fade it at this point, albeit there's a large consensus out there who thinks that this is a good time to be buying duration. But the theme that we've seen over the last six weeks is in place, and this cements that, this number today. Larry, can you talk to me a little bit more specifically when you talk about a Fed pivot? Uh, I think everybody is similar to a lot of other things in markets. The definitions, depending on who you ask and who you talk to about it, are a little bit different. Some would say a Fed pivot is slowing in terms of some of the rate hikes. Others would say it's stopping. And uh, I think some would argue, well, you have to actually see Fed cuts before you can call it a pivot. What are you uh, defining a pivot as? Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. However, given the fact that the market's continuing to price in some sort of policy easing, the Fed could tighten just by not cutting, I mean, in line with the market. You know, and I call that hiking by holding. I mean, they could hold um, at some point, and to me, that would be a pivot, given the fact there's a discrepancy between market pricing and what the Fed is actually doing. Um, on, on an extreme case, it could be a repeat of, like, 2018, when the Fed saw the stock market drop, whatever it was, 20% over two or three days, and then they, they said, we're going to you know, do some fine-tuned cutting. At this point, um, inflation Inflation is uh, enemy number one to them, and it, and it continues to be a lot more aggressive. But we need to remember they, they could definitely hike by holding. That would be a pivot. Larry, talk to me a little bit about uh, some of the other cur currencies to keep an eye on as we head into the middle of October. I mean, you've got the pound, obviously, front and center, it seems like, as some of the yeah. uh, efforts on behalf of the BOE are going to expire or uh, at least reach that term that they initially announced. I think it's October 14th in some of the terms of some of those long-term bond buying uh, programs that they announced. You've got the euro, obviously, this week back to parity, so it's firmed some. The yen, similarly, uh, in that kind of discussion or in that uh, uh, kind of range it's established here, but still these uh, currencies remain very volatile as we head into the middle of the month. Very volatile indeed. But if you look at the, you know, the last five days price action, most of them are basically unchanged, unless you look at like the uh, Brazilian real, mm -hmm. um, basically flat. But you know, we don't. We have to remember that you know this past week. Big strains were materializing in Britain. I mean, the Bank of England had to intervene to rescue the pension system. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously yeah. not nothing. Yeah. So that, that goes without saying. Drastic, to the times, drastic measures. Yes, yeah. yes. And, and so in Europe, there's starting to be a little bit more chirping with regards to, well, maybe 50 basis points is enough next time as opposed to 75. You're starting to hear a little bit of chirping from ECB uh, go uh, governing council members. So it could be very volatile trade. If you're going to be trading that, I mean, you're trading against some very heavy duty professionals. Keep your stops tight. <laughs> I like it. And those are words of wisdom for those of you uh, who <laughs> just uh, were in re receiving that message. Uh, I yeah. think that's very important. We were talking earlier in the show about not only keeping your stops tight, but trading some of the micro contracts, right? Sizing yes. down a little bit. I or, love them. Uh, trading fewer contracts in terms of your uh, multi-contract trades. But, you know, as far as uh, what's going on 
in terms of the ECB and their situation there. I, I wanted to talk a little bit about because we are hearing kind of the chirping, as you mentioned, as far as some of those, uh, uh, some of the easing as far as they're being aggressive. I wonder how much of that is uh, just kind of reflection of the situation that they found themselves in, the energy crisis and some of the unknowns. Because when you look at what we saw this week as far as PPI, I think it was 43% year over year on the Eurozone. I mean, that necessarily is going to warrant a little bit of a different approach than uh, a pivot there from the ECB. Yeah, I think it's exactly that. And behind that, you know, their numbers have come out the last two weeks, especially this week, have really, you know, disappointed. And nobody's shocked. Yeah, nobody's falling off their chair uh, thinking like, wow, German retail sales is down. I'm surprised. Like nobody's surprised. But you add that on top of the energy crisis, the war that's going on, and it seems like no end in sight at this point. The the, the iteration of, well, maybe we shouldn't raise as much as we first talked about makes a lot of sense. So that's going to really perhaps cause some uh, additional volatility in intraday currency. Okay, and speaking of that, uh, Larry just mentioned uh, August retail sales out of Germany came in down 1.3% and uh, uh, down from July's numbers. And also the industrial output numbers uh, were a bit of a disappointment here as well as some of the uh, PMI data earlier this week. Larry, always appreciate you joining us here. A solid breakdown, a look at today's number, uh, talking markets in reaction to. That's Larry Chauver, ladies and gentlemen. He's the chief investment officer at D. Alexander Capital.